0: This is 1059 The Region, COVID-19, the facts to help you plan and not panic. Not every day I get to speak to real-life rocket scientists, a graduate of prestigious Princeton University in aeronautical engineering, the Member of Parliament for King Vaughn and the Minister of Seniors, one of our friends here at the station, Deb Schultz, joining us this morning. Deb, how are you?
1: I'm great, Jim. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Uh, As you've just uh, been doing the news there, I've been listening, and... uh, it definitely is extraordinary times, and it's been very hard on everyone. Uh, it's, there's really nothing that a uh, few of us uh, have lived through like wartime. There's only a few left that have lived through uh, something like this before that has affected our lives in such a way. And uh, so we're very grateful uh, for what everybody's adjusting to. It's very difficult. But uh, you know people are heeding the warnings, and they're heeding the advice. And what we really need people to do is to make sure that they practice good social distancing, really uh, important hand washing, um, and, uh, and you know, coughing into your elbow, and not shaking hands, keeping that distance, uh, and not gathering in large groups uh, so that we can try to slow this virus down.
0: Indeed. Uh, Before we get to some of the financial uh, initiatives that the government is about to unveil today and really help Canadians, you're the Minister of Seniors, and this is something my wife's dealing with. Her mother is in a senior's home in Brampton, and we got the word that no visitors. And there are some people in the home saying, well, we we, we don't like not having visitors. We like our weekly or every other day visitors. What do you say to those families and those seniors that are frustrated at not being allowed to have visitors right now?
1: So it is extremely difficult and, uh, you know, family members provide an important uh, service to support seniors in, you know, long-term care and and senior centres and seniors' buildings. Uh, But we all really need to focus on keeping our seniors safe. We know they are the most vulnerable demographic uh, and those with, you know, compromised immune systems are also vulnerable. So we need to be mindful of those that have a higher risk uh, when they contract this disease. And so we need to take extra precautions. So what they're trying to do is make sure that people um, are not coming in and potentially infecting those that uh, will have more serious consequences uh, if they catch this disease. So there are, there are things that are being suggested, obviously we're working this out, it was taken quite quickly because uh, you know hours, uh, days um, have uh, critical effect, uh, you know, so uh, provinces took action very, very quickly, I commend them in that but it took families uh, by surprise. So what we're trying to encourage is is opportunities for getting uh, iPads, uh, phones, uh, things into loved ones, uh, having the centers give them a chance to adjust because they're also adjusting with the impacts of the disease and staff uh, issues uh, and working out protocols. But they are looking to how to maybe take some of the staff that is in these facilities to help connect families that are isolated from their loved ones. We need to make sure that everybody's reaching out, connecting where they can uh, to their senior loved ones and vulnerable loved ones so they don't feel isolated and uh, and that we support them uh, through those kind of mechanisms, through social media, through phone, through FaceTime, and obviously where there is uh, a light, end of life situations, they are letting people in with precautions uh, to come and, and be with their loved ones, so they are being mindful of, um, of those circumstances. But we, we're getting creative, we're trying to, uh, and anybody has suggestions on these fronts, I'm, I'm totally open to those suggestions, so uh, keep them coming. But we have been communicating with the provinces, with my partners in the provincial, um, ministries that are working on this, and, and we are sharing all of the experiences across the country with uh, with each provinces to make sure that we're learning from each other and doing best practice to try and. But also supported at this very difficult time.
0: well, I do know that the video conferencing works. My parents are in our seniors' home in Tro, Nova Scotia, and we video with them a couple times a week and I just I just find it's nice to see them. I can see how they look and I instead of just saying, oh, we're fine, we can, I can see and it just it feels like we're there, and it really does make a difference.
1: yeah, and you know I was talking to some of the long-term care uh, providers and they are looking at how to procure some more iPads, and get their staff to basically be directed—not the ones that are generally looking after their health, but those that are there, doing activities. You know, the activity coordinators that are now not bringing everybody together. Now they're going into their rooms and taking the iPads because uh, uh, many seniors don't necessarily have the the ability to do it on their own. They need a bit of help. But you know, really, their job will turn now to rather than keeping them busy with activities together, keeping them connected with family uh, and friends. So this is, you know, it's a bit of a shift. Not everybody's at the same place, but this is where, you know, we're trying to move to have uh, whoever's available uh, get in there and and help, um, not, uh, you know, obviously within the staff circuit.
0: Speaking with Deb Schulton, well, M- member of parliament for King Vaughn, the minister of seniors here in 105.9 of the region. Um, you have a degree in mechanical and aerospace engineering, Deb, meaning that math and physics and science. And when you start putting numbers in, there's a, there's an end. There's a, there's an answer to it. What we're dealing with here with the COVID-19 coronavirus, it seems like the answer changes every day. And, and that's why sometimes the governments have to come up with new things every day to deal with it. Well,
1: you're exactly right. Um, we, we, don't have, um, we don't have all the answers, and it is constantly changing. But I do want to say how important it is what people, it's a behavior thing. People need to change their behavior, and it, we are relying on people uh, doing their part. The government can only do so much. This is why we're trying to give people the guidance that they need. You know, stay, oh, stay home if you can, all right? Stay apart from others. Avoid crowded places. If you have to go out, go out on off-peak hours. Practice really excellent personal hygiene, uh, you know, with your hand washing, and don't touch your face. We have to slow this curve down so that we don't exceed the ability of our public health services. And that's up to each one of us. I mean, we have it in our own ability to, to look after ourselves. And we will look after you if you get sick. But we don't want you to get sick, so stay apart.
0: I know for a lot of people, anxiety and stress is, is, is a real thing right now, Deb. When I hear stories that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and your government is about to announce initiatives like pushing the tax deadline back to June 1st and giving a six-month grace period for mortgage payments, that's going to go a long way to help alleviate a lot of people's anxiety out there.
1: This is actually uh, important steps that we're taking to make sure that people can stay home. Because if people are worried about putting food on their table and paying their bills, then they're not going to do what they have to do or should do, which is stay home, especially if they're sick. So we're trying to do do the right thing to make sure people have the ability to stay home when they're not feeling well, and have the ability to stay home when they should. So this is, this is why the government's there as a partner with people. We're asking you to change behavior. We're assisting you in being able to do that.
0: It's hashtag together. Avoid crowds, social distancing, wash your hands. And Deb, to wrap up, I had no idea how often I touched my face till the doctors and Dr. Tam said, don't touch your face. I realized I do it all the time.
1: it's stunning when you start analyzing what you're doing, and this is actually a good thing that will help us for the future as well because influenza is also a killer, and we don't seem to take that as seriously as we should. So I think this is a wake-up call for everybody. I just want to make sure that people know a couple things, okay? Yeah. Please support. People are out there buying too much. vulnerable don't have a lot of money to buy a lot and need to go get those supplies and the shelves are empty that is not um, you know a way that we can serve our community well so let's not hoard okay because it is hurting those less fortunate and let's let's get out there and make sure that we're connecting with those seniors those are vulnerable in our communities that might need some helping hand helping get supplies uh, let's you know let's pull together we are doing a good job we can do even more and uh, we'll get through this together
0: Excellent words, Deb. I really appreciate you taking the time and thanks for your leadership in this uh, difficult situation.
1: Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye, Jim.
0: Bye-bye. COVID-19, what you need to know.